We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. The Vale Podcast, driven by pioneer Ford Robin Vale. It's worth the drive. And we're very honoured to have principal dealer and major sponsor Ben Rogers as the co-host today. Thanks, Jade. How are you, Ben? Yeah, good. And you? Thanks oh. for having me on. Um, don't. Oh, it's not big fields. Choose to fill to replace Charlie. I wouldn't have thought so. No. He's only got nine, size nine feet, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite little shoes. And Donnie's busy uh, doing some redevelopment on his Trentham farm, apparently. Always hard at work, isn't he? He's always field or eh, the block. Eh, he's always or is hard that at work. Debatable, is it? Well, he's hard at work doing something. It's hard to know sometimes what his priorities are: footy or grapes. Mm. But that's all right. What he knows. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mark of the year on Saturday on the hill, taken by you. Yeah, that was a bit unexpected. (laughs) So you're going to pull. (laughs) Can we expect to see you at training on Tuesday? No, I might go and work by the bar Thursday night. (laughs) But um, that's my footy stats for the year, I think. Really? You got a touch. That's good. Yeah, Mark and a handball. That's yep, good. Yep. I thank Mike Nistrom for elbowing me and saying, mate, that's yours. And I'm going, nah, nah. Oh, uh, yeah, up. it is. Oh, jeez, it's mine. <laughs> and the pressure of the hill building and going, whoa. Yeah. It was, um, didn't want to drop that one. No, I know where to hide when you drop those ones. No. No, but you didn't, thankfully. No. So mark. maybe there is a spot in the resis for you. No, I don't think so. You sure? Pretty sure. I'm happy working in the bar. Yeah, right. Is the bar open on Thursday night? Because there's no meals. Certainly. Oh, this Thursday, I'm not sure. Yeah. Because the bar's normally open. Yeah, I know. But when we've got a buy, like last two weeks ago, the social rooms weren't even open, I don't think. We had, there was a little sausage sizzle for the juniors and for Auskick, but. um, Maybe we've got a night off. I'll have to check with Phil. Maybe you have. There's no meals either. This will come out early because so there's a few big things that we have to talk about. We're talking to Ricardo and Felix uh, yep. later without Donnie, so Ricardo will be able to get a word in. Ricardo's been invited to go and train with the Pioneers. That's great news. Isn't it great news? He did really well in Interleague the other day, uh, a few weeks back. And yeah. Yeah. I'm really happy that he's doing that. Yeah. Uh, well, he's best on ground in the in the Interleague. Um, so, yeah, he's been – he's not part of the academy though, which is interesting, the Under-18s Academy for Sunraysia. But there's always more ways – there's always more than one way to – To get a pathway in. Yeah, 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 to get your foot in. So this is that little foot in and if he performs at training, then who knows. But that's good news, it my is. boy. Excellent, your a, boy. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan of Ricardo. I just like the way he goes about his footy. Yeah. He doesn't try to be flashy. He's just a good old-fashioned – He's fairly focused at the ball and very job at hand. Yeah, yeah, and works hard off the track too. And I yeah. appreciate that. And listening to the podcast the other week where he was on about all these things he does, like, mm. yeah, he does put the effort in, obviously. Yeah. Things that not everyone sees. So. Yeah, that's right. And it's paying off. So good on him. Yep. Charlie opening his big mouth with Phil. And we've got Phil on a bit later as well. Yeah. Um, what's know. going on there? Can you decipher Charlie's, Charlie? Oh, no one really can, but he's bitten <laughs> off a bit more than he can chew there, I think. <laughs> uh, Phil's accepted the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Like I did, I've asked Phil. And we've got a pre-recorded call coming up with him later. But I asked Phil if if we put him in the AU and put Charlie 
And I don't think we want to put him in the Mac one because no, I don't um, want to risk it. No, I don't want. I don't either. But if we put him in, oh, you know, something, something, something better than the AU, whether Phil could still take him, and he reckons he could. <laughs> <laughs> but he wants to also test his reaction times because Charlie made a silly point about saying how fast his reaction times would oh. be as compared to Phil. You can't see me rolling the eyes on the podcast, but no, but um, we can yeah. hear them. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Phil's probably trained his, honed his reaction times a bit better than Charlie has. Yeah, I'd, I'd suggest so. But are we going to make this happen? Um, yeah, let me work yeah. out what we can put um, yeah. Charlie in that gives him a, a bit of an advantage, but I don't think it would be enough. Well, yeah. Hey, Charlie, try and prove me wrong. I did also ask Phil if I can have a go-to at racing Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be a bit dangerous to put Charlie in the drag car if feels that. Yeah, no, let's not do that. <laughs> Gee whizzer. We could put him in a funny car, though. I think I'd be a bit scared to drive that. Yeah, but Phil's going to try and organise the uh, Mildura Dragway to see if we can get up there to to put this Throw to bed. Throw down the gauntlet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We, he did go for a test drive in the Ranger Excellent Sport. Sport. Yep. Yeah. Yes, and that was a um, – there's some footage of that on the, um, the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you just um, hit the cord. Yes, yeah, good one. That. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a bit of an impromptu thing. You guys, yeah. rock up. Yep, we're going for a drive. Right. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll go then. Give me about three seconds to prepare. prepare but yeah, we're good. It yeah, was, it was good. So, have, have you sold that, or is that a demo? That one's sold. It's found its new oh. home. It's got a new garage. It right. lives in now. Okay. So. They don't last long, do they? No. It's, but, Stock is unfortunately very tight. Yeah. That's why I'm saying anyone that's interested before end of financial year, you better start talking to us now because it is, it's just one of those things. Every manufacturer around the globe, not just cars, tractors, speedboats, caravans, implements, equipment, mm. there's just massive shortages everywhere, which yeah. is very frustrating and challenging to be in business, but we'll work through it and get around it. Well, we've worked around it. To this point, so that's yeah. positive. The instant asset write-off. Yep. Has that been extended again or does it yeah. end on June 30? No, it, it's been extended a couple times. So yeah. previous to the most recent state budget, it ended at the end of next financial year. Yeah. Now we've got well, there's another month or so of this financial year and mm-hmm. two financial years after that for the instant asset write-off. Right. Um, disclaimer is always talk to your account to see what exactly is um, what you can write off because there are certain limits on different types of equipment and vehicles, etc. Mm. They're not all for 150 unless meet certain criteria. Mm. But you can check that in the ATO portal or talk to your accountant. Yeah, talk to your accountant. That's probably the better way to go. Yeah. Who wants to be reading all that ATO jargon? Yeah. Not me. It is not the most... Fun read. No, I don't want to be doing reading any of that admin stuff if I can help it ever. That's what accountants are for. Uh, push-up challenge. Yep, we've signed up. Yeah, you have signed up. We'll, we'll have a go. Yeah, we may as well. Well, there's so, four signed up at the moment. So we've got yourself, Lisa's app, Scott, Leslie and I. Mm-hmm. We're going to knock out 3,000. I think it's 3,126 over the course of June. Yep. More people can sign up to the team though. Yep. Like this is – the team name is The Vale Athletic and I came up with that in about three seconds flat. So we can – now I have done the push-up challenge and done all of the push-ups myself previously. It was a headspace fundraiser at that point. I did it last year for the 42K. This year our team is raising money for Lifeline Mallee, the Lifeline volunteers and the Lifeline Love call centre in the, in the Mallee. Yep. Yeah. So – which is important because volunteers are – Hard to come by. Like, 
Tell me about oh, it. Anyone Every that's, group organisation, yeah. charity, it's hard to get people to put their hand up and put in. It is. Even with Auskick at the moment. With, I mean, I know it's hard because it's at four o'clock yeah. on, a, on a Thursday, so it's hard for some parents to get there. But trying to find helpers every week for Auskick yeah, is I know. Estelle's been helping oh. Luke out a bit. Um, yeah. she couldn't last week; she's a bit under the weather. And um, but yeah, she, she enjoys it. I'm really wanting to get down there to have a look, but I just haven't been able to get down there to have a look at the young kids having a kick and a play. There's a lot. Yeah, it was nearly seventy odd oh, kids. Seventy-two we've got registered. <laughs> yeah, seventy-two, and we could take seven to the Auskick. Game next or this coming weekend? Yeah, seven. I was explaining. Yeah, it's a bit hard to choose seven out of seventy-two. <sighs> yeah, but you just work from the oldest down. Yeah, because they have to be the, over grade two anyway. I think, and less less time to have a go next year. And Auskick, mm. so the older ones definitely fair. I actually discussed that with Cameron last night. Yep. My son who's doing Auskick, and yep. he's he's like, wow. Um, and we explained why he might have a chance in the coming years. And he was okay with that, which is good. Yeah. Um, but he was like, well, we can actually go and play on the footy. Yeah. He was a bit excited that but he has to be very good, do all the drills, try his hardest. Yep, all those kind of things. It's a Geelong game that they're going to this week, the end as well. Geelong-Collingwood. Yeah, I think you said dumb on the last podcast that you didn't care I about know. those. It's the Who Cares Cup. Who cares? That's a bit harsh for Not really. a lot of Geelong supporters out there. And they're, they're yeah, obviously probably a few good Collingwood supporters. supporters too. But yeah, no, no one likes Collingwood supporters. Sorry. No, no, they don't. You're right. But mm. yeah. What's wrong with Geelong supporters? <sighs> no, nothing really. Oh, I so used to have wrong. a. I used to have a soft spot for Geelong, but given that I used to live in Janjuk, but mm. we're done. We're done. But anyway, we'll talk more about the push-up challenge and yep. um, give people details on how to sign up. Uh, when we come back, we've got to talk to Phil because there's been a scandal. Well, it's not really a scandal. There's just some breaking news. Yeah, some some restructures at the club. And then Ricardo, we're going to talk to Ricardo and Felix too about, uh, about the Pioneers. Pioneer Ford's end of financial year deals start now. Don't miss the ATO's 150k instant asset write-off. Huge savings on ranges, cracking deals on XLTs, wild tracks and more. Plus massive savings for primary producers. Pioneer Ford, it's worth the drive. Sure is worth the drive and Charlie's going to find out exactly how <laughs> worth it he is when he takes on Phil in a drag race <laughs> in the next few weeks. Felix and Ricardo, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you very much. Pull that uh, microphone. I should have got you set up beforehand. We're such a professional outfit in here. And then I just tilt it down, Felix. There you go. That's better. Now we can hear you. How are you? Very well, you? Good. So do we officially call you now after our little chat with Phil? Are you now head of selectors or is that uh, Vince or is it just nah. a team effort? I think it's team effort. I've got to still find out where I'm where I'm at. So Yeah, yeah right. Yep. Yeah, so, no, look, it's obviously something different, but uh, – the, car, the, the club will adapt to it and we'll move on, move forward. Mm. Yeah. You, uh, you were saying before that, and Ricardo, you'll probably have a bit of input into this as well. Someone like Scott, and I've said that Scott is so knowledgeable and he's done a lot of stuff, but sometimes, and this is no discredit to the Robin Vale Footy Club or any country footy club, yep. but when you've been at re- a really high level to come back and coach and have to readjust language and your entire style, that can be difficult. Do you reckon that's where he might have been a bit frustrated? Probably was because he probably couldn't get through to the players mm. um, and that's probably why he got frustrated. But like I said, he coached at high levels where you got far, smart footballers with football knowledge mm. that could understand um, what he would say. And sometimes we had kids here that probably didn't understand mm. and they couldn't play the role that he wanted them to play. That's probably a 
lack of experience too because we have got a young side that maybe haven't gone off and done, you know, played into league because there hasn't been an opportunity or gone on to Pioneers and Ricardo. We're going to talk to you about that in a minute because we just brought that up with Phil. So we'll talk about that in a sec. But, you know, once you've gone and done these, and I think that's where playing representative football and trying to work towards higher levels becomes really important. So you get a bit of that experience, do you think? It is. When you go to a higher level, if it's senior football or interleague or anywhere else, you do get more football experience. Mm. Uh, if it's skill-wise, knowledge, it, it just better your football. Yeah. You go away. Yeah, yeah. And so, like I said, with COVID, we never had interleague or probably – there was no academies last year because of COVID and a lot of kids didn't go away to get that knowledge with other coaches at, mm. at high level. Mm. Even the academy is a really good – and I'm all for – like I love a netball tournament. I'm first to put my hand up for anything like that because you never stop learning. I'm 41 yep. and I still love going away to junior tournaments to umpire because going away and learning from other people that have that are in other leagues or other levels and things like that, it's just invaluable I think to your own game. Yeah, it is. Like mm. I've always said it, you're never too old to learn anything. No. Um, and I like to listen to, even if it's AFL coaches on TV or if it was Scotty or Richo or other coaches from other clubs, you go to their huddle and mm. just pick up little things mm. and, yeah, you learn from them. Mm, for sure. So, Ricardo. Yes. Not part of the academy. No. <laughs> you could do more than one word answers, but I suppose that doesn't warrant it. But you've been invited to train with the Pioneers. Yes, I have. Congratulations. Thank you very much. More than one way to skin a cat. Yes. <laughs> He's not bad, is he? Hey, um, we were talking last time you were here about hard work versus talent. And not to say that you haven't got talent, because clearly you have. But hard work is going to beat raw talent 100% of the time, I would think. I always say that, yeah. Mm. What do you think, Ricardo? Do you I, think you've got? But do you think you've got? Do you think your talent alone would have got you an invitation to Pios or not? No, nah. no. I reckon. Well, I have been working hard. Mm-hmm. Hard work obviously beats talent. But if you got hard work and talent together, mm. you'd just be a an outstanding player. Mm. Seems that we're getting that way, and you're still only seventeen. So yes. let's not get ahead of ourselves too much. When's your first training session? Uh, next Tuesday. Really? Yes. Interesting. Yep. So do you have to go to Bendigo for that? Yeah. Have you got your licence yet? Yes. You have? Yes. So Dad doesn't have to drive you? That's right. Are you going to drive him? No, I'll come up with him just so um, he's not on his own. But, yep. um, yeah. I think Donnie's going to come in with us as well. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, look, Donnie's been good too. He's been uh, training Ricardo outside of football. Like, yep. like I said, you've got to train extra mm. to get to these stages. Oh, absolutely. You've got to rely on two days a week and Saturday playing football. You mm. won't get nowhere. Not not with football, soccer, uh, basketball, anything. School, it's, anything. That's exactly work, right. anything. Yes. You've got to always do the extra work. And when you get opportunities, and I think sometimes, obviously, you and Joey haven't take, taken, and I will say it while he's not here. Sometimes I think Donnie gets taken for granted because he has got a lot of experience. Like if there's one thing Donnie knows, it's football. Yeah, of course he does. Like, and grapes, but yep. football probably more than grapes. Um, and people need to take advantage. Kids need to be taken advantage of that. They do. A lot of kids probably don't know what Donnie's done in football-wise. I mean, mm. if you were to go around country Victoria and mention Donnie's name, everyone would know him. 100%. You know, and he's yep. probably a guy that you want to go and recruit players. Yep. For, say, next year yep. because Donnie goes and talks to them and they think, oh, this is Donnie Felvo. Yeah. 
you know, they'll listen and, mm. um, yeah, they will jump on board and mm. come this way. So you need someone with his knowledge and football brain yeah. to be involved in football. And he could have been. We've spoken, Donnie and I have spoken about why he didn't get drafted um, when he, in his heyday. And he got offered a lot of money. So you have, I think back in the day, you had talent that could have been drafted. And he says it was just because he was too small. Might have been a little bit of that. Might have been a bit of he just, people just don't mesh with the city a lot of the time. And that's fair enough. Yep. If you can't live in Melbourne, then you're not going to play league footy. Yeah. Fine. Um, but then you have those, and it's generally those ones. Trevor Ryan's another one. His brothers both went and played for Richmond. Richmond and Collingwood, I think Des played for in the end. Um that ended up being great league footballers yep. that played for a long time, never really superstars, but the ones that didn't quite make it end up being superstar country footballers. Trevor Ryan, Donnie Falvo, Chris Wall, um, you know, loads of those sorts of players. And Donnie's one of those. So you should probably take advantage of that. And I can say that while he's not here. Yeah. No, look, I mean, I played all my footy with Donnie. Mm. And, um, yeah, obviously he went further up than I did. Mm. Um, but, yeah, like I said, he went to other – Interleague and other other higher football. Mm. Obviously, he's picked up a lot of knowledge as well. And that's yeah. probably what he does. He brings back to the kids at Romvale. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think he even knows how knowledgeable he is half the time. I think because it's just, you know how, to me, if I sit in, a, in front of a computer, I can sit down and, and work it out and do whatever. Yeah. To me, that's common sense. Yes. To him, football's common sense. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. think he actually quite knows that he knows a lot more than a lot of other people. Do you find yourself, Ricardo, learning from him just by osmosis, just by being around him and training with him? Yeah, all the time. Do you? Yeah. Does he tell you stories? Um, he has, but I can't really remember much. <laughs> so obviously there must have been good stories then. <laughs> I was going to say, they must have been good ones. Is he not still telling stories about a goal he kicked in 91 or whatever? No, nah, I was just – I was a bit surprised um, that he played in the 91 grand final because mm. he was only 15. Yeah. Then when I sent a photo of him, he was real – Small. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. But that was the thing. Back in those days, you were playing senior footy at 15 years old. Same thing in netball. You were playing – you were at least training and trying to play A grade at 15. Yeah. You're just working hard, doing what you could. So um, next Tuesday is your first training at the Pios. Yes. Uh where to from there? How many training sessions, like, have you been invited to train for the rest of the season? Are you still going to play at Robinvale? What's the scenario now? Oh, well, I'll, I'll love to play for Pioneers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go training there for probably about a month. Okay. Maybe. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see from there where mm. it goes. Yeah, there's no guarantees. They're just invited to train. Yep. Um, yeah, if they like what they see and he ticks the boxes, I'll put mm. him in their system. If not, it's a bit of an experience for him to – to go up there and train. So if you don't get a game in the Pios this year, what's the – it's the Bendigo – is it the Diggers that are the senior um, side? Not sure. Yeah, because I remember Billy McGuinness that played in the North Central team. He used to be at Warren. I know Big Cat very well. He went and played. He missed out on Pios but went to the next – the next level, which I think are the diggers, but I'll have to I'll have to check okay. that. Yep. You know, head injury. My memory's not that great. So every Tuesday and Thursday for the next month or just Tuesdays? No, just the Tuesdays. Okay. Yeah. So you'll be at Thursday training still yep. and still playing on Saturdays. Uh, if you get picked, of course. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's never a sure thing. No, is no, it? There's, never. there's no guarantees. That's right. Exactly. How's your body feeling after playing seniors? Is it different to playing under 18s or is it Yeah, it's a bit different because there's Obviously, bigger bodies. Yep. Um, on Sunday, I'm a bit sore. Yep. 
but that's why I do recovery. And then now, at, at the moment, I feel mm. feel good yep. to go again. So, what do you do for recovery? Uh, we go down to the boat ramp. When you say we, as a team, as a, oh well, half the team. Okay, <laughs> the ones that live in Romvale. Yeah, go down there on a Sunday morning. Yep, um, just for about half an hour in the water. Yep, and yeah. Do you ice after the game? Uh, I don't, but mm. other people do. See, I ice my knees after I've played netball, and people hanging on me. Granted, I don't do it privately because yeah. I've got other things to do. Yep. But people hanging on me because I'm old. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just icing my joints to take the exactly take the right. inflammation out of them. You're, you're preparing yourself for next week. Correct. Right? Yeah, that's all it is. A lot of young kids don't understand that. No. As they get older, they will. Yeah. And but even the old blokes, Felix, yeah. are like, yeah. oh, you're too old. But no, no, no. I'm just doing the right thing, looking yeah. after my body. That's exactly right. Yeah. But so that you can keep still playing into yep. your 40s. Yes. Simple as that. Well, Ricardo, best of luck. This is very exciting. And I've always said that there is more than one pathway to get to where you're going. So, you know, sometimes the scenic route is uh, much more character building than straight up and down. So well done. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you very much. We will um, we'll keep everyone in the loop. Felix, yep. good luck with the new structure at the club. Yeah, we'll see how we go. Look, we'll be okay. Um, yeah, not the first time things have happened like this at footy clubs and they've moved forward. So we'll be all right. Yep. Yeah, I think you will be. I think yeah. this is um, – it's probably a positive move, yeah. I would think. I mean, things happen for a reason. Yeah. So, yeah, no, we'll be okay. Um, everyone will come down training and we'll just take go as business. Yep. yep, business as usual. That's exactly right. Yep. Awesome. Fellas, thanks very much. No worries. Thank thanks, you, Jay. Jay. Thank you. A few things that we have to talk about with regard to footy, and I suppose this time of year, uh, footy and netball and the beginning of social netball, so the netball courts are being used, there's all sorts of sport happening around the place. But at the footy club, there's been a bit of a coaching restructure and El Presidente is not on the ground in Robinvale. You're in St. George, Phil. Yeah, thanks, Jade. Yeah, it's got here today, so not too bad. What are you doing? I bet the weather's nice up there. Yeah, it's absolutely glorious. Twenty-four degrees, sun shining. Well, yeah, it was twenty-three nice here on Saturday, so we're not that far off. No, not far off, but it's pretty consistent. <laughs> hmm, After I bet. that, mm. Mm. so Robinvale had another loss on the weekend. One that I thought maybe we should have won. Your view? Oh, no doubt. Um, going by, you know, our form. You know, against, well, starting back to Imperials. And then obviously we were very disappointing at um, at Orimpool. But then, um, you know, with a couple of, bit of fresh blood in there and the, um, the injuries sort of slowing down a little bit, you know, I thought that we had a, on paper, we had a pretty good chance to, to beat Rinkless and, um we started off well in the first quarter, and I thought, well, here we go, looking all right. And then, um, yeah, basically the wheels fell off, didn't it? They did a bit, which was a bit of a shame, seeing all the senior netballers had a win. But um, we'll talk about that with Ben a little bit later <laughs> on. <laughs> I'll just rub a little bit of salt into the wound. I've got to. No, it's, it's, I, think, I think it's fantastic that they had a win, and I think it's great that, um, you know, if they're you know, going together and, um, you know, Arani is only in over time, we're going through this same sort of deal with a bit of a, you know, running and the younger people, you know, playing. So, you know, hopefully with all that sort of happening and they might be um, 
it might be all just coming together for him, which is great. Especially with you know, no, I'm, I'm not saying it only because of the net, the new you know courts or anything, but. Um, Maybe that gives him a little bit extra confidence, I don't know. Well, maybe it does. There was also a little bit of, um, not a huge restructure, but a little bit of restructure. Abs was, uh, I suppose, finding it difficult to manage four senior teams, which is, you know, during pre-season, fine. But trying to do that on a Saturday, a Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday is tough for anyone. So there's a bit of a a change around. Lisa Zapp's taken on the C and the C res and Stevie's taken on B grade with uh, uh, Maria in A. Same. Mm-hmm. So there's, well, there's whispers. Well, for, that's, yeah. Look, Maria had to find her own feet, if you know what I mean. Like yeah. she needed to, and it eventually it takes a certain amount of time because it, it, you just can't have that experience to see what needs to be done just within. You know, it doesn't take just five minutes, and I suppose that's with anything. So her role coming on board netball was yes, we need to focus on the A grade, but. More importantly, we needed to focus right across all the grades, get all them settled down, and then find everyone's sort of place. And then Maria was working in the background. I think what happened was she became a little bit increasingly frustrated a little bit because she wasn't spending the time with with the A grade that she needed to, and that's when the trouble sort of starts. So um, just having a bit of a chat with her in the background and that just said, like, you know, you need to delegate a little bit of responsibility out and that, you know, your core focus at the end of the day is development and also to just be A-grade. So, and I think she's got a pretty good balance hmm. now. I think, I she, yeah, I think it seems to be working well. But whispers are, Phil, that there's been a little bit of a coaching restructure within the senior footy side too. Discuss. Yeah. Yeah, look, um, uh, after obviously Saturday's loss, we needed to have a little bit of a sit down and have a bit of a think about you know which direction we're sort of going with coaching and um, bit of a mutual sort of agreement more more towards um, Scotty making the decision that he's going to step down from his role and um, yeah so uh, um, Richard's going to take you know back which he was head coach anyway but um, he's going to Take off, take up the slack that um, that Scotty was doing. So he's going to go back into his normal role at um, at the footy club. Now, let me ask you a couple of questions, Phil, because I know I'll get these as well after this drops. First of all, is Scotty stepping down or is he stepping aside? Stepping down. Okay. Second of all, was this a Scotty decision or a committee decision or a Richo well, decision? That- It's a collective decision because at the end of the day, um, the committee needs to get feedback from the committee as well as Richo, match mm. committee plus Richo, and taking into consideration other things. And then a conversation needs to be had. And when the conversation was had, um, at the end of the day, Scotty wasn't feeling that the group was responding well to his sort of style and, and coaching. And um, he said that he will step, step down. Mm. So... It's not. It's not any. Well, if you want to talk, if it's anybody's decision, it's basically his own. Because at the end of the day, from a conversation, um, you know, there's an outcome, and that was the outcome. So, um, it, yeah, that's it. So, there's not much more to report on that, other than you know, a conversation was had um, about 
you know, moving forward with what happened on the weekend. And um, he ended up making the decision, I suppose, which was, you know, he made the decision and that's it. And that was, that was the decision that was made and that was it. Now, his style is, and he's been around footy for a long time, and he's very, very knowledgeable and all the rest of it. Yep. His style yep. is very old school, and this is this is only first-hand from witnessing. Well, uh, actually, I, I disagree with that. Do you it's reckon? It's not old school. Yeah, it's – he's – he's look, and I'm, no disrespect to our group mm. um, and, our, and our football club and, you know, St. Raja footy in general, but um, his coaching style was, you know, more towards VFL, AFL sort of level where there's there's a group of um, players that have basically that's their full time job football yeah, yeah. where yeah, yeah. that them zones and all that sort of stuff is learnt you know in a room day in day out hour after like hours and hours and hours on end as well as then doing it on the on the um, on the park in training drills and sessions you know every day mm. so um, like I said I don't want to disrespect our playing group, but they unfortunately just weren't buying what he was selling. And that's it. No, and and that's yeah, well and then and that's fair enough. But what I mean by old school, and I don't mean, you know, playing structures and all that kind of stuff. I mean simply in um Simply in the way, over the last 20 years, particularly the last 20 years, and I've known this from coaching myself and I couldn't do it now because I am old school and the way I dress people sometimes comes across as a little abrupt, Phil. Um, yeah. And I was standing on the on the hill over the weekend and I thought that reminds me of the old Wesley Lewis days of, you know, when it used to be, it used to be gather out in a pack and get yelled at every every quarter, half-time and whatever. And that's what it kind of reminded me of. And I remember in the early 2000s there was a non-playing coach coming to the club that I was at and he was very, very quiet. And it was such a culture shock to everybody. They're like, "What? Who, who's this bloke? And what does he think he's going to do yep. by talking quiet? Do you know what I mean? So it was it was yeah, very – Yeah, look, and I – Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think – and that's okay, but I think that was a little bit, a little bit disappointing to see that um, happen on the weekend, and I, I believe that um, people can respond um, better in 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 different circumstances. So, I wouldn't say I know what you're saying about old school, and you know what that that can work, and you know what sometimes it can work mm. in different situations, even today with different players. But um, I don't think um, you, we you need to or you know go to that extreme at that point in time. To um, to get a result, so yeah. you know what it's and and that look, it's just it's just um, just a bit of a culture shock, I suppose. So we just we had a conversation, and um, we come to a mutual agreement, which was step down. That's it. So mm. we um, we move on, and that's the decisions. Unfortunately, sometimes that need to be made. Um, you know, I think the original decision about you know with Scotty coming on board was to, um, you know, take a bit of pressure off Richo. Yep. Um, you know, I think all everyone's intentions were good, mm-hmm. you know, at the start. But, you know, you know, country footy is a little bit different and, and, and with the, you know, that with players and, you know, that – and I think Ron Vol's quite unique 
um, in where our players, you know, sort of come from and all that sort of thing, as well as, you know, what we call our local players, which, you know, still live in Mildura and play in Robinvale, which is nothing wrong with that. But I think that just um, that whole setup needs a little bit more, uh, maybe a bit more TLC and a little bit more understanding. And um, we probably, that's where I think it just the whole thing sort of broke down mm. a little bit, I reckon, in, in the in the interpretation. Mm. So How's... it's disappointing. Yeah, but... it, yeah, it is a bit disappointing. But how's Richo feeling I'm di- about I'm all this? I'm more disappointed. Of... Sorry? How's Richo feeling about it all? Yeah, obviously, it's, you know, he's not... Oh, I was—I was actually going to say before I touched on Richo. I actually, um, you know, I feel, you know, fairly disappointed myself, and I feel I, you know, I take I take full responsibility for you know um, Scotty's appointment. So at the end of the day, I'm, you know, obviously I'm very, you know, pretty upset, um, and that you know didn't work out, and um, it, um, you know, you, you think. At the time, you you know you're doing, and I don't like saying, oh, you know, I was doing the right thing, but and that's why. It, but, but no, you don't. It's you had, you know, in all the conversations that we had, and 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 all the intentions were always to be good for everybody involved, the playing group, as well as you know, more importantly, also to for Richo, take a bit of pressure off him, and it just didn't work. So he felt, you know, in like I said, now the way he's feeling, yes, um, obviously disappointed for the group. And for himself, but um, he's—I think it spurred him on a little bit now to, you know, take them, take that role back on, like he did in 2019, and um, and and you know, basically the buck stops with him, and um, and that's it. So I think he's going to hopefully relish in his role. We'll, we'll still have um, at this stage here. Um, yeah, at this stage here, we'll still have the boys there helping out, like that are already on the bench now. Um, with with Vince and um, and Felix and, and and Donnie, so at the end of the day, there's really not much change, except for you know the just you know no Scotty. So Richo will basically be the coach, you know, with taking training and everything else like that. So yeah, do you think this will be? Because I've had a few people make comment that. Richo, the last few weeks in particular, and he, uh, 2019 he was up and about and we were having a bit of success and, and whatever. The last few weeks Richo's looked a bit defeated, I suppose. I don't, I don't think anyone wants to be in the, in the position that we are in when we show so much promise on the park. Mm. Um, with, uh, well, actually on paper really when you think about it. Yeah. Um, you know, on paper, I think we're. I, I know we're very. We're still very strong. It's just we need to just find that right balance with with everybody and everything. So, um, yeah, he's he's been feeling the pressure, and I think maybe letting go of the reins a little bit um, probably didn't help the situation where he's feeling that uh, maybe he thought you know his role on you know was a little bit different, and then there was probably. When you think about it, it could have been added pressure because mm. now he's he's like, man, I might have to go and you know I've got to make this happen on the ground and that. So, but um, he's a fairly resilient sort of a lad, and um, I don't think um, you know we've given him all the resources that we need to, and he's got the support that he that he's um, that he needs around at the footy club, and yeah, I think um, I think I think I know our wins are just 
only around the corner. Yeah. So, um, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm pretty sure we're going to have Gilly back at the next round. We've got the buy uh, for this weekend, and then next weekend we, we face Mildura so, and with Gilly back. So, you know, he's undoubtedly, you know, you know <laughs> look, before he had the injury, he would, you know, he's top five players in the league. And, you know, we've, we haven't had his um, presence on the ground. So that's going to be huge. Um, and just little things like that, you know, with young Mason Bowden um, signing up to play for Ron Vale, you know, he showed a lot of promise. That's a good get, Phil. Yeah. And, that, and that's just, um, yeah, that's just in conversation with his dad and that and um, and what he wants to do. You know, he's only young and... Um, he just wanted to come up and play a bit of footy, you know, a bit of country footy, and I'm glad he, you know, chose Rombol to, um, you know, make it make it his home. So, you know, there's still there's still you know there's still a fair bit of footy left, and what we need to do is not only do we need to finish off this year strongly, which I don't believe this year's that's over yet for for us for this year. I don't think so at all. Well, it's not even um, June yet. Yeah. So, plus, um, you know, we need to. I, I think the future is looking very bright, obviously. Um, and, uh, you know, another year under the belt for these young fellas and some more coming through. Yeah, I think um, the opportunity in the, the, the future is looking very bright. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy. Hey, um, I've got Felix and Ricardo coming in shortly without Donnie, so Ricardo can actually get a word in. But uh, yep, whisper, yep. another whisper that I've heard, and I hear whispers every now and then because people just feel like they need to tell me things. Whispers yep. are that Ricardo has been invited to Bendigo Pioneers training. Correct. That is correct. So it's not a whisper. It's a, it's a fact. <laughs> so um, Good. And I, I'm, always, oh, I'm always happy but sad because, <laughs> um, you know, they take, they take, you know, they take Always our talent. Yeah. <laughs> <And it's, laughs> they do. They take our talent. Like I said, on one side, I'm like, I'm, I'm wrapped and I'm happy for him. And, you know, like I said a million times when he played, started playing, seeing his footy, you know, I knew the kid when he was, you know, when he was, well, he still is a kid, but he's, mm. he's a bigger kid. But, mm. um, you know, when he was a young bloke and um, and to watch him through and he's very, you know, yeah, very proud of him um, in, you know, what they achieve. And, uh you know, so that side of things, I'm happy, but I'm sad that we're going to lose him because you know, he's been a he's been a pretty good, uh, strong target up, you know, up forward for us. So, um, yeah. So anyway, look, I wish him the best of luck, but um, you know, if it doesn't quite work out, you know, he's definitely got a home at <laughs> um, at Rover up for for himself. So, well, that's yeah. a, it's kind of a no no lose situation for us. Hey, on a more positive note, the Resi's had a win on the weekend. That's good. Yes. Uh, that was fantastic, actually. You know, they just um, they just went about their business and played footy. You know, like um, there was nothing fancy about it. They were just um, well, that's Rezzy's were, footy, um, Phil. It's Rezzy's footy. There's not no, much that's too fancy no, about Rezzy's footy. I mean, no, hang on. No, actually, no. What I'm actually saying is, is they went back to the basics and they done the basics very, very, very well. Mm. So I'll be honest, it was um, um, when you look at it, it was fancy footy, but for them, so if they can just. You know they were up and about all week, um, at training and that, and they looked like they were they were ready for it. So, um, do you reckon that had anything? Couple, do you reckon that had anything to do with Jacob Hopley coming back? Oh, I think I, I think it's just everything. <laughs> I'll be honest in general because they love him. Now, but he's he's just he's unreal in the back line. Like 
he just reads the play so well and he's just always there to defend and and you know at the end of the day if you can't if you can defend well and they and they don't score and you do well basically it's not real rocket science that's how you win isn't it well that's it and that's so, what um, um that's that's yak style of coaching too cuz Jackson wasn't there on the weekend so Ooh. was Jackson <laughs> was it not or not isn't that how yak uh, yak coaches no, that Jackson took him for training all week and oh, yeah. um, was going through. Some, some but no, nothing against Jackson. Nothing, nothing against Jackson. I'm just saying, basic, simple, getting back to the fundamentals of footy. Well, Joe, and it was good to see Joe Zapp on the bench there as well, helping yeah. Yak. So at the end of the day, I think it was a combination of them two. Yeah, definitely playing a brand of footy that they could just maybe understand. I was going to say and, that they and, can and navigate. Just, or not understand. They can navigate. That's it. Mm. And um, but they were playing like oh. Like, you actually watched it, and it was like, um, I know you're saying about, like, I know Resi's footy, Resi's footy, but it was only the Resi footy that the thing went out of the game towards the end because they were sort of both a bit, you know, tough. But <laughs> yeah. apart from that, you know, they were moving the ball, you know, they were moving the ball well, you know, and spreading and, and, and running and carrying and everything like that. They were just, you know, they've done, they just done all the basics well. Mm. And, um, yeah. Well, so, no, it's all good. Yeah, well, when you have a look at that side, like on paper, there's a lot of blokes that have got good footy brains in that in that side. Correct. It, it's just the maybe the physical side of it that can't yeah, go the full quarter. Yeah, they'll get a little bit yeah, better. Yeah. They'll get, they'll get better. Yeah, anyway, so, I'd love to get well, Yak on, but he's, he's, ignoring my, uh, he's ignoring my phone calls. So yeah, of course would. maybe Jackson next week. We'll focus on the resis for so, a couple of weeks perhaps. But, all right, Phil, well, we will let you get back to work. Enjoy St. George. When are you back? Uh, no, just up and back, but back tomorrow. So, oh, right. no, quick trip. But, um, so, wait, well, hang on a second. Are we going to talk about, um, Chalut? Oh, yes. Sorry, I forgot. You know what? I did have it written oh, down. I honestly thought that was the reason you were reading me for, but anyway. <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. Anyway, but yes, He's we do need. He's thrown the gauntlet down. He has thrown the gauntlet down. Now, put him in the Mac 1, though. That might be another job for Phil, like Why? we did with the GT. Phil Schmill, whatever. <laughs> well, you know. Phil, if you want to drag. Really? I guess. Yeah. Really? I'm sure my reaction times will be better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting it down now, Phil, if you're listening. He's got no idea. <laughs> like, seriously, no idea. I know that, and you know that. Chalutz doesn't know that. He honestly no, doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. And I want to – we need to work out a way of, you know, basically pulling his pants down and – Given a bit of a spanking, so. Um, <laughs> hey, we've got a dragway in Swan Hill that's not being used for anything at the moment. We can oh, go there. Oh, don't even talk about that. But yeah, we need to we need to put him on the track. We need to we need to get him up into Mildura mm-hmm. and um, show him the basics and see how um, see how it's not that um, not that easy. Can you make that happen? Because I know I'm gonna I'm gonna wipe the floor with him. Oh. I think I could. I could talk to the boys up there. Do you reckon you could if we put you in the in the AU that has a cult following in this town? And put him in like the Mac One or a, a GT or something. Do you reckon you could still wipe the floor with him? Oh, I tell you what, it. Oh. Phil, I've got to see the performance wise, but I reckon I could nearly do it. I reckon. Let I me tell you this: it. there's a video up on the Piney Ford Facebook page at the moment of our test drive that we took in the um, the XLS Ranger last week, the Sport. Yeah. And as soon as that traction control <laughs> kicked in, Charlie soiled himself a little bit. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, right. Like driving is not his strong suit. <laughs> Let's be honest. Right. So, and that's the other thing too. He thinks it's easy just to take off on the green and everything like that. But I'll set up like we've got to set up the tree 
the Christmas tree, what we call the Christmas tree, like with the lights to come down for us to take off on a, yeah. on, a on a run, on a drag run. But um, we'll set it up the way I do it in like full three, which is um, all all the ambers on and then and green. That's 0.4 of a second between amber and green. And then it measures your reaction time from when the green goes. And I'm normally running at a, like on the weekend, we raced in Sydney. I was doing a, like an 0.060 Gee, reaction time. That's And that's reacting in a fuel car, so that's not too bad. That's quick. Yeah. That's quick. Hey, can I, um, when you've wiped the floor with Charlie, do you reckon I can have a go too? <laughs> More than merrier. I think we need to do a podcast from the Mildura Drake Street. Oh, 100% and a video as well. And we'll absolutely yep. – his words, and I quote, Phil Schmill. I'm just going to leave it there. All right. Like seriously, there's like serious fighting words. I don't understand. <laughs> but I know. I can't wait to watch the floor with him. Right. Anyway. You make it All happen. Right, well, I'll talk. I'll ma- you have your people call my people and uh, we'll have a race. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Righto, Phil. Okay, then. Thank you. Pioneer Ford's end of financial year deals start now. Don't miss the ATO's 150k instant asset write-off. Huge savings on ranges, cracking deals on XLTs, wild tracks and more. Plus massive savings for primary producers. Pioneer Ford, it's worth the drive. Sure is, Ben Rogers from yeah. Pioneer Ford. That's great, ad, Joe. Yeah. Do we need to put the LMCT on the end of that? Yeah, LMCT 7329. Great. Thanks very much. It's only just occurred to me. Um, your Ranger stock, what's that like at uh, the moment? It's tough. It's, it is tough. We've got a few there and we've got some more coming before in the financial year, but there is a large number of people looking and mm. getting quotes at the moment. So if you're interested, I'm not trying to be pushy, but just <laughs> let, me, let me know sooner. You're a car salesman. You Shouldn't yeah. you be pushy? Some people take that tact. In the country town, I don't believe it works no. that well. And it's not – we don't want to be pushing people into a decision they don't want to make. We go through and give them the options, put them way up. And yep. and this year it, it, there's a thing called coronavirus which caused a huge shortage mm. and um, production delays, which we're still going through. Mm. Um, and a lot of plants from all manufacturers yeah. around the world are still shut. Yep. So um, it's, it's causing some issues for a lot of, lot of people in the industry. And, um, yeah, we have got a bit coming in, so there's – Limited stock coming. Have you got any more of those wild track X's coming? Yes. I have don't you? I think there's the black one. I have got a black one. Ooh. I'm a big fan of those. And I've never really looked at a Ranger and gone, I could own that. But when the, you that. You saw that black one. I saw that black one and fell in love. To be honest, I'm not a fan of black cars normally myself, but mm. that one, it was really good looking car. It's and really sexy. We took some good photos put up on our Facebook yeah. page. And I've had so many people go, oh, if I was buying a Wild Track X, it would probably be black, but I'd never owned a black car other than that. Yeah. And they, I would never. really good. Yeah. They're really sexy. And I can't have a black car because of where I live. You know, seven Ks of dirt road yeah, to you home. Can. You can just wash it each morning. That's not going to happen, Ben. <laughs> I have two young children that I struggle to get to the bus on time. That Washing my car every morning. But I would love to have. And this is this is a pipe dream of when I've got too much money that I don't know what to do with it. I would love to have a Ute as my everyday drive and just keep the good car as a good car for long drives. Yep. That would be ideal. Yep. Can we work something like that out? Hey, actually, you know what we do need to talk about? Yep. And I've been asked to flag this with you. The Pioneer Ford Rangers. Yeah. As in the cricket club. 
Yes. Um, yeah, the Piney Ford Robin Vale Rangers, I think it's got a good sponsorship opportunity. I've been talking to Fiona mm-hmm. Shawcross, who's the secretary. She's the secretary and she's and doing a marvellous job Yes, to this point. So, yeah, I'm happy to help out. Any, any, and I'm taking my hat off to the guys that have started the club, got it back up and running because it's no e- easy feat to do that and get yeah. something up off the ground. So well done to Tom, Luke and the rest of the committee that are that are putting some hard yards in and get it up and running again. And hopefully we can um, have a cricket side that goes goes well. Well. Gives the kids something to do in summer that – Yeah. Like we used – as kids, there was four or five cricket teams mm. in town mm-hmm. and it evaporated to one and then that's four. Yeah. Over, which is a bit sad, but hopefully we can – yeah, having a cricket side in town for a while. And having two teams would be great. Having two teams would be great, but we'll start with one for now. But the marketer in me goes, oh, we should vinyl wrap a demo ranger with the ranger's logo and colours. What do you think? We could certainly work <laughs> I'll put you on the spot while the microphone's on and we're recording, Ben. Yeah. Don't you reckon that would be a good idea? I think it would be a good idea. Yeah, even if it's even not. Even if we just get some stickers done up for the doors. Yeah, yeah. Take it down get... to home games and I don't know. You know, there's an opportunity there. But I think the like the Pioneer Ford Rangers obviously fits very well. Yeah. Wrap a car in the logos and the colours. It's a great PR opportunity, Ben, don't you think? I completely agree. That's why I contacted <laughs> with before even the sponsorship letters come out saying, hey, what's the go here? What can we do? Yeah, excellent. All right, well, we'll talk more about that when we're not recording so that you're not bound to anything that you don't want to be, as you were saying earlier. What what you are bound to, though, is the push-up challenge, which starts on the 1st of June. Now, the way that this works, and people can still sign up, all you need to do is, I'm going to bring up the website now, all you need to do is go to thepushupchallenge.com.au and then search for a team, which is the Vale Athletic. We've got four four team members, as it is at the moment. Now, how this works is that every day the Push-Up Challenge give you a different total of push-ups to do. Now, We have to decide as a team whether we do them all every day. And some days they all relate to a different mental health statistic. So some days you might have north of 200 push-ups to do. Some days you might only have around 50 to do. And Fiona Shawcross and I have already started doing push-ups as a spin cool down, which is nice. She's not signed up to this, so we might have to get her on, on our team. So do we do them all on our own or do we do them collectively? I'm happy to have a go on my own, but it's what the team wants. I'm mm. only one vote in the team. Uh, the other person I thought would, would have signed up would be Mark Zapier because he did a fair few push-ups last year with his family when yeah. doing the 42K. And Tina. And Tina, yeah, they did yeah. well. They did really well. Mm. I'll have to contact a few of these people, but so far we've only raised $26 and that was the $26 that I put in. So if you want to donate, you can go to thepushupchallenge.com.au. I'll put all the links in the show notes and um, on the website and the Facebook pages and yep. all that kind of stuff too. Because it is a worthy cause. Yeah, it is. It is. This one's to help Lifeline Central Victoria and Mally. So it is a worthy, worthy cause. Um, you're going to take some photos for us too. We'll keep an eye on your progress on the Pioneer Ford page and the podcast page over the well, course of June. Yeah, we could do something. Yeah, yeah. take some snaps. Yeah. On the new tiled floor of the showroom? Yeah. I'll be a bit slippery in there. Nah, you still doing. 
you push up anyway. Pretty yoga mat. Well, not really. Ooh, that sounds like another <laughs> challenge, <laughs> doesn't it? Yes, it does. Let's mm, stay clean. It does. What else has been happening, Ben, apart from you thinking about making a footy comeback? Obviously, with your prowess on the hill. Have you, have you thought about playing cricket? Um, not really, no. I'm not that. What about working the bar? I'm happy to help out the bar yeah, or thought you might. help cook a barbie or whatever. Glenn Bustle's put his hand up and said, oh, we'll do the barbie every home game, so that's he, great. He's good on a barbie, except Loves when he it. runs out of gas. When he used to be neighbours, he used to <laughs> knock on the fence, I'm out of gas, throw a bottle over. But that's that's probably the handiest part of having a neighbour. Yeah, so mm. we, we did that a couple of times. We looked after each other. What else is happening? Just catching up on all the stuff. I've been away for a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about your trip to Darwin. I wasn't quite to Darwin, but it was right up in the Northern Territory. Yep. Went up with you guys and had a lot of fun. In the FF, FX4 Max. Yes. Yeah, with the I, canopy on. Yep, and mm. canopy and bull bar. And to be honest, it really impressed me, that vehicle. Did it? Yes, the suspension setup, which is a unique thing only to that vehicle, which has just been bought out, meant that unladen, we drive it around town, it handled really smoothly really well but we had it loaded to the max yep and towing a five meter boat that was full of all your gear you have to take all food water beer in for two ten days in a camp yep no phone reception for 10 days and then caught some fish and had some fun and nice and it was, it was really good the fx4 max though can you get that airborne? Is that similar to the Raptor where it likes to be driven so hard? You can get anything airborne if you try hard. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, but safely. Um, I don't Is that the suspension it. that you're it's, talking it's about? It's a very similar setup to the suspension of the, of the Raptor. Yep. However, it's got the leaf-sprung rear suspension, which gives it an extra tonne towing capacity and carrying capacity in the back compared to the Raptor. Yep. So it uh, does handle a heavy load very well. And um, But if you're not carrying a heavy load and you're going over some big hills, yeah, you surely you could get up there. Try maybe. <laughs> I haven't tried it. I don't really recommend it, but yeah. maybe we should. Maybe that's another video. Have you got any more of those coming? Yeah, one, maybe two. Yeah, They're right. a limited run thing, which mm. yeah, it's been very hot property. There's a lot of demand for them, so they look really good too, though. They do, they don't look they? Really tough. Yeah. They're well specced up. Nice wheels on them. What's the price point of them? What do they start from? There. They're getting up into the, are they? Uh, those 70s there. Are they? Cheapers. I'm pretty sure that's where they are. Yeah, but you know what, Ben? With cars in particular, with everything, I always say with everything, you get what you pay for. You really do. Certainly do. And you feel the difference in the quality, and I'll give you an example. Actually, we'll touch on this later. The Vale Podcast. Local people, local news, local stories. Subscribe at thevalepodcast.com.au.